Hello, and welcome to You Can't Go Back. I'm Silas Weathercock. I'm joined by Mr. Gary Allen and Mr. Canyon Jorgensen. Please, join us. All right, here we are for episode number three, and our listeners are dwindling. I don't even know how you get listeners. How do we really reach an audience? I think you have to advertise and reach out to people. Uh, does it even matter? Unless they search the, you know, the whatever app but see, but that, for that's the good Silas qu- Weathercock. That's, that's the, good, the good question. Uh, the question is, why does it matter? Why do we crave other people to listen to us? Other than money. Except We're lonely. Yeah. You know, it is interesting, right? Because, I mean, why why do we want our opinions to be heard? Why do we go on Twitter and, and in, you know, social media? Why, you know, if you think about it, as human beings, we're just such social creatures. It would drive us... Like, you know, when you... When you the worst punishment in prison, from what I understand, Solitary. is solitary. Solitary confinement. Yeah. yeah. Because when you don't... I was reading the, the case about Aaron Hernandez... You know the uh, ex tight end from the New England Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. He was uh, one. <laughs> he, he was basically convicted NFL. of you know well, these these murders, and when he went into prison, uh, you know it, as long as he was around other prisoners, he had this game that he would play with other uh, you know other inmates and the guards, basically where he was trying to be the top dog. But all of the guards knew that in the end, we're going to get them. Because all you got to do is put someone in solitary. It doesn't matter how tough they think they are. It breaks them down. And that's exactly what happened. They started putting them in solitary, and they started to see this mental breakdown. So I'm, It's really kind of sad and terrifying. But. So that reminds me of something. Good. Fuck uh, that guy. Do you guys remember a movie that came out when we were younger? So by younger, I mean, so we're, we're all in our, well in our 30s. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, do you guys remember Harlan Williams? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't recall... Rocket he, he, Man. In the movie Rocket Man, yes. So, he <laughs> plays a character who gets sent to the moon. He has some crazy... Anti- or Mars. Is it Mars or the moon? I can't... Oh, I, can't I think it's Mars. Oh, yeah. I remember that Rocket Man. You know, he, he ends up in a situation where this, you know, fish-out-of-water type scenario where he ends up having to prepare to go to Mars and he gets shipped off with a bunch of astronauts and he's not really an astronaut, but then that's funny in some way, right? Yeah. So one of the scenes that they come up with is uh, he needs to make sure that he can handle isolation all the way to Mars because going there, mm-hmm. um, you know, it takes a really long time, right? So it takes like you know, 400 days or something like that to travel all that way to Mars. <laughs> so what they do is they lock him in this chamber where he has no access or people or no access to people or speak to anybody for like a really insane length of time to make sure that he's like psychologically capable of making that trip, right? Yeah. So he ends up like going crazy and like using his hands as puppets. Stuff. So that reminded yeah, yeah, me of yeah. that. So I remember watching that when I was there. I'm like, Psh. I could do that. Like, like right. I can handle being by myself for twenty four hours. Right. So like, I do that by my, I do I that locked, already. I locked myself in a bathroom. I swear to God, I tried it out. I put myself in the bathroom and I sat there for like maybe an hour and I lost my damn mind. Really? I was like, I didn't know what to do. I was like talking to myself. I was going crazy. I was like turning the the faucet on and off. I started shaving with toothpaste. It was freaking insane. <laughs> it reminds me of Castaway. Remember Castaway with Tom yeah. Hanks? Yeah. He he started to he found the the uh, the volleyball Wilson and he yeah. started naming Wilson and he he made the face and that was actually a really sad moment in the film. I remember getting kind of t- like semi touched by that where he's like Wilson where he's get, he's being you know it, when when you talk about it when you haven't seen the movie or you remember the movie you always kind of laugh at that moment where he's like crying about a be- uh, volleyball. But if you were it, when you watch the whole movie it kind 
trying to get, put you in the mind of somebody who's in that kind of isolation, that would be a real thing. That you yeah. would do that. You would begin to create your yeah, own imaginary friends. friends and yeah. Sense, yeah. Can I just sidebar that really fast? Like I know we're talking about isolation of the human condition. We're all really fucking lonely, right? But that movie, in the beginning, Castaway. When they had that scene where he's sitting there washing his face and he's in the FedEx plane and all of a sudden that shit just fucking like jolts and crashes and starts going down. It scared the shit out of me when I was in the theater. Is that why you hate flying? I hated flying before that and I watched it and I just still hate hate (laughs) flying. I I completely agree agree with you. Uh, That that particular – they did a very good job of putting you in – basically creating this sort of psychological terror. That you would sense. It was so unexpected. It was expected, but it was unexpected. No, you knew he was going to land on. You knew what was going to happen. You but knew he was going to get stranded somehow. It's like, uh, what's happening right now? And then it's just like, <laughs> it's like, what? And it's like, he hits his head, and it's just like, it's because, what's going on? It's because they put you in it with him. It wasn't just them showing the plane or the accident happening. You're was, inside the cabin. It was you're inside you the cabin. Yeah. in the accident with him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're there experiencing it. It's kind of like he was. Isolated. <laughs> no, but but I remember like the the one scene where he was just in in a seat. I think part of it is it wasn't it was a UPS flight and it wasn't a passenger flight. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah this big cargo plane. So there's this extra space and there was something about the way they created with the lights and just the the, the shaking of the cabin. Like you, yeah, it, and and you see, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you see all the mail packages, and packages yeah. flying. Something that really added to this really sense yeah, of like, doom that like it, the, you know, like the the pilot like reached out said oh said something like oh it's, it's gonna be okay or something like that. And the package just fucking like careens off his head and he's like uh oh we have no pilot now we're gonna die like uh-oh. and I think if I'm not mistaken like the lights finally go out and you're in darkness almost and, and then you hear the, like, the, oh. the, the splash of the ocean like oh now let me ask like, you this oh. yeah that would scare me the worst oh my god it's terrifying if have you ever been in a plane crash no do you imagine do you imagine <laughs> have, you, have you imagined that scenario yeah where you put yourself like like in that moment where yeah, you're like, yeah, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Accident. Well, it happens when I'm thirty five thousand feet up in the air and just like fear just overrides me, and I just think to myself, oh my god, like what? The, like I feel like turbulence. I'm like, oh god, oh my god, what can I do? And then you hold on to something like it fucking helps anything, but it doesn't help shit because you have no control. <laughs> I remember that's why, that's why you just have awful. to be calm and just be like, fuck it. I mean, shit happens, whatever. I remember it was a conversation with uh, with my grandparents, and my my grandma said. You know, if she's like, I'm not afraid of flying because if we go down, it's my time to go. And my grand, mm. my grandfather said, "Well, bullshit. What if it's the other guy's time to go?" <laughs> I don't know. You know, so it's like it's just the two different ways of looking at it. You know what I mean? So it's like you know, and in her mind, she's like, "Ah, that's fine. If it happens, it happens." You know. That, that's, but that's how I, think, I think I think for me, it's not so much that's the a, actual crash because then you'll be gone and you won't know. But it's, it's, the, pro- it's, it's the process. It's the process down. of going it's like down. So much terror. Like, and you know, I don't know how. And you, you know, it's funny for people terrified. with anxiety. So the chances of that happening are just like so far That's removed from the possibility yeah. of actually happening. But the thing is, somebody with anxiety, if it did happen to them, they would just think to themselves, "I knew it." I knew it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, because I didn't get on the plane with my left foot or something. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, why it, didn't I, I do that? Yeah, you blame yourself. Yeah. yeah. I caused it. It's because I didn't hop over that little crease between the, the terminal and the, and the yeah. plane door. I didn't take even steps when I yeah. was. Yeah. I didn't, on I didn't say squares. this. And I don't know man. why, but even though your chances of dying in, in a car, traveling in a car, are much greater than an airplane, 
It's a lot less terrifying to me, and I don't know why. It probably shouldn't be. Because I mean, you have control. Be... When you're driving a car, you have control. You, yeah, you get this. Well, you think you have the control, illusion of control. But the yeah. fact is, you control nothing with those other you, motherfuckers. Yeah, you, don't, you can't well, control exactly. That's the thing. You, you don't yourself. control what You can't control the wildlife running out in front of you. Oh, that don't, don't you can't even control the weather. You right. can't control any of that. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it's like to me, it it, it is interesting. Why, yeah, I, I don't know why the plane seems more terrifying to me. It's, I think I think it's just that descent from you know the high elevation. You're thirty five thousand feet up in the air. That's why it's terrifying. You're like floating right. above the earth. That's yeah. why it's scary. Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I think of it as, dude. My favorite place to sit on a plane is near at the window near the wing. And uh, my favorite thing is when you take off, watch the wing. You see it flap up and down. Shaking yeah. Yeah. And crazy. You're, you're, like, you're the type of person that probably likes damn, when you take cool. off, like, when you're yeah. taking off, and then there's a sharp bank, and you have that quick moment of, like, weightlessness because you have to, like, yeah. drift and turn to the north or something. Like, you're that type of person. Yeah, fuck you. Like, that's I, I don't, you like I, the adrenaline of that, that, that idea that you're, like, on the brink of death, but you're in, yeah, somehow in yeah, control. Yeah, it's like yeah. not even in control. He you're likes just, roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I, last time I rode a roller coaster was at the Ostrich Festival. What's an Ostrich Festival? It's like a state fair, but they have ostrich races. Do you guys remember when... Well, that actually sounds... It's pretty cool. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm open to the idea of, like, an ostrich race, but then there's this sort of compassionate side of me that's like, wait a minute, do they, like, torture those ostriches to get them to race? I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I have no idea. Because I, then I would feel really bad watching these animals suffer for we, the spectacle. We didn't even watch. We All we did was ride rides. Think about yeah. how long the neck of an ostrich is. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. Those poor fucking bastards. How is that? Like... God is a cruel evolutionarily possible bitch. just how long their <clears throat> neck is like like a giraffe can you really argue can you really argue seriously can you argue that dinosaurs have no relation to evolutionary relation to birds yeah just where's, based where's on, the like, bible neck and I think and, what's interesting what's interesting we don't I, talk about religion on this show Gary but <laughs> I think but think about this when I think about like when I look at an ostrich it reminds me of like a velociraptor. Right? That's how I think. Right. Like a really fat, like, yeah, yeah, like do, kind of the movement. Yeah, do your velociraptor the, impression. I, I like, like it. <laughs> you know, like the little bird sound. <laughs> like, you know. It reminds me of like the way an ostrich would. Because the, uh, the ostrich. <laughs> the like the ostrich. Blown, blown pop, pop. Pop. Oh, yeah. See, it's like bird sounds. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is when they first started making Jurassic Park, they, they had the tongues coming out like reptiles. And then they had the archaeologist that reviewed the footage that they showed us to him. No, 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 no. They're more like damn birds. Snakes. They're like birds. birds. They're like, oh, okay. And that's when they, they started to modify like bird sounds. Um, I feel but, like they're like a cross between birds and snakes. I see. Dinosaurs, I mean. That's well, what I was well, imagining. But well, honestly, we don't know, do we? I mean, so who gives a shit? They're dead. They're not coming back. Have you not seen Jurassic World? <laughs> they're coming back, and they're going to be in the damn military. Oh, shit, I haven't even guys. seen the new Jurassic World. I, I don't think I ever will. Yeah, nah, fuck that. I am... Do you guys see in the oh, news God. that uh, Elon Musk is starting this new thing with um, like body implants? Not like... Not like... Uh, Body modifications like piercings and shit, like implants, oh, but like yeah. by computer chips, Neuralink, Neuralink, or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, Neuralink. Yeah. yeah, and they're putting it on the head, right? And they're they're basically yeah. trying to find a way because it's interesting. That I was listening to this podcast where you know I think it was like the Joe Rogan show where Elon Musk was on there, and he was basically saying 
well, you're, he's like, when, when do you think human beings will become almost like cyborgs? And he's like, you kind of already are. Everywhere you go, you have your cell phone on you. You pull it out anytime you need it. And so in a sense, we're already starting to merge with the machines because anytime we need information, we just connect with yeah, the internet. But he's starting to but, Right, build and the process of putting it in, in, into the brain and where you're, you're just able to retrieve the information. Actually but how does, that, do that. How, how does that work? So I don't, it I don't sends so like, like uh, you can the search, vibrations you can search into the brain. Wikipedia not, like in your brain, and you, like I you can pull the information. Know. I don't know if we're quite it just there doesn't yet. Make any sense to I, no, I think right now with Neuralink, they, we're not quite at the point where you can pull up information, you know, via the internet. But what you can do is, I think it just improves reflexes. It improves uh, your memory. It, it what it does is it it sort of you know since the the brain is sort of like an electrical system. Yeah. And it has, it just basically improves and perfects that system, and it right. I, 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 I could maybe I'm full. I it. think I don't know. I'm just that's my gonna be that bitter old man. Like now, nah, fuck that. Like you like, want no part of it, or it's not I, gonna I work. Want, or, I want no part of it. I don't care if it works. Like you guys do whatever. Put yourselves at risk to hackers and. All right, and I'm gonna not. I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Yeah, there's a so, there could be a, there's a lot that can go wrong. All right, yeah. so uh, love yourself for Silas who you and are. Gary. I have a question for you both. Uh, so I am the only one here uh, who does not wear uh, corrective lenses. Uh, yeah. uh, both uh, Silas and Gary do. So I am actually kind of surprised that uh, Google Glasses or whatever you know company is kind of pushing forward with those types of. Uh, I think it's augment, not augmented, yeah, reality, augmented reality. Augmented reality. Yeah. Where you have like you know display is shown like in uh, in front of you like with yeah. your glasses and stuff. And you can, you know, browse, you can do stuff or record, whatever you want to do. So I'm actually kind of surprised that it hasn't taken off as much as I thought it would back a few years ago when Google Glasses kind of uh, uh, launched. How do you guys feel about that? I don't like, think the... Do you guys think that you would appreciate something like that with your own glasses? Would you use something like that? Does it kind of scare you? Uh, what do you guys think? I don't know if I would use it that much. I mean, if... I usually take my glasses off if I'm just chilling, and that's usually the time when I want to look at stuff like online. Other than that, I'm I'm busy. I'm in the zone. I gotta focus on you have no use the for real it, world. Yeah, I gotta focus on what I'm doing as I'm living. I don't have time to browse and look at the internet. The Google Glasses was interesting because it kind of came and went, if I'm it, not mistaken. It was really fast. It was like within a year and a half. But here's what keeps blowing my mind, and I've, I've had a conversation well. with the both of you about this. Wow, VR has not taken over. Because I was introduced to the, I think it was the Vive, or the PlayStation HTC Vive. Vive. Oh, HTC Vive, yeah. yeah. And it, I thought it was amazing. And, and I think the technology is amazing. And I was just thinking to myself, we're already always looking at our phone. Why don't you just put the gut that just completely get lost in that world? Because everyone's trying to tune out the real world. I anyway, think there's right? a stigma to VR. I think people kind of view it as video games used to be viewed at before, but yeah. are now being accepted widely. Yeah. Um, so like people used to like look down on video games, like straight up. They said, oh, you play video games? You're going to rot your brain. You're going to rot your brain. You're like, you're a fucking nerd. Right, but so many people yeah. do it now. That but here's the thing, like, gaming is huge. People play oh, like... They can Red Dead Redemption and GTA oh, yeah. Online. You could be Almost a professional everything. gamer in uh, Fortnite, PUBG, uh, uh, like you can everything. Make money from doing it. Yeah, you can make money. You can play on Twitch or whatever it is. Um, but contests. Or? But VR, I think it has the stigma that video gaming 
used to have. So now, and not only that, it's also a little bit more expensive. Yeah, that's well, a, and that's, here's another part. So, so it's not the, as accessible. That's the reason I haven't, I haven't got it. But also, and there's not enough games. There's not enough. Experience. But here's the thing about VR that excites me. I'm not a gamer. I, I admire gamers. I have nothing against gaming. I just not. I'm not it's myself. not a gaming experience. It's not a gaming experience. Gaming exactly, experience. which is why I was so taken by it. I saw it. It's almost like a psychedelic experience. I was transported into another world. I was yeah. at the bottom of the ocean. Dude, it, I was yeah. at the where I was on a sunken ship, and I'm looking at this whale, and it's looking me right in the eye, and it was just this incredibly realistic, and it's like, oh. and it was like vibrating in my ear and in my skull, and then there was this one, actually the one that almost this almost made me. Emotional. <laughs> this is a fighting Nemo joke, guys. I'm really sorry. I'm Dory. Yeah, Dory. There's one where I'm flying through the Grand Canyon. I got it. Thank God. She's oh, trying to speak well. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I forgot that scene. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're but, talking about. No, yeah, I know what you, you're talking about with the how it's more of a out of body experience. Yes, it's almost psychedelic. It felt that way to me. Yeah, and that's how I I think it should be. And like, maybe when it's not competitive it, enough for people, and so that's why they didn't take to it because I, it's I, not competitive. It's I, just an experience. But here's my way of thinking: I think is that we love social media, issue right? Is the price. Yeah, because it's not, it's not acceptable to, for fucking kids to ask their parents. I think people can you feel, buy me like this thousands dollars thing? I think they feel stupid too. I think if they strap something on and they're in the middle of the living room, I think they kind of feel kind of silly. They have to like allow themselves to like be in that place in time because uh, people are reserved, right? Yeah. yeah. So because something like gaming has been accepted, uh, because you you know what I mean. So like. If they put this, it feels like, too far yeah, guys, for people. Guys, yeah. come over. Let's put on my VR set and let's hang out, guys. I think it's kind of like in that realm of like D and D or something, where it's like, hey, let's go. It's like so easy pretend to, to be lost, imaginary though. characters. Like, it's, it's dangerous it's for sure. As soon yeah. as you start doing it, you're just like, this is the shit. But this is the way <laughs> I've always imagined it. Is and, and what's so weird is I, I'm not. I'm not a technologically savvy guy. I'm not very enthusiastic about new technology. But VR always excited me because I saw it as having very therapeutic applications. Yeah. And to me, it's like, okay, so we get lost in these social media worlds, right? Hmm. But now, instead of being in like some kind of chat room where we messages, we could meet in some kind of like, I guess it would be, Microsoft had the, what, second world it was called, right? I don't remember. Oh, I don't okay, know. do you remember, didn't Facebook try to start some sort of VR thing? I have no idea. Oh yeah, the, the Oculus. Is, is was it the cool. Oculus thing where Mark Zuckerberg was all excited about it and he was like, all right, let's figure out, uh, no, let's go to Puerto Rico. Oh, now we're in Por- uh, Puerto Rico. Or, and, and he's like, basically, I saw, I saw this demonstration of it. Mark Zuckerberg is never... fucking devil, by the but way. But this is like two years ago and then just never took off. I think, fa- I think, so, all right. I think so, Mark Zuckerberg's a business guy. All right, yeah. so he I'm, wants to make money. I'm jumping, I'm jumping again. Uh, so, Silas, yeah. you have... Uh, Abolished and completely jumped ship ship from Facebook. If I'm not yes, but mistaken. it wasn't. It should. I I want to sound cool and say it was for political reasons, but I was actually just kind of getting. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm damn proud of you, and I. I I want to as well. I think Facebook is the vein and of of everybody's existence. I really do think so. Really? And yeah. I I. Oh. I it has nothing to do with other people. I just think that there's so much shit that spewn. spewn oh yeah. Spew, S- yes. Spewn. Strewn across. Splooged. Oh, just, just a bunch of garbage. It's on just there. a whole bunch of garbage. Like 
I, I respect just ignore what, it. I, I respect what other people say and what they want to share. <laughs> I do. But I kind of do. I don't know. I don't know. But I think that it's such a a, a, a hive of misinformation that is just like oh, yeah. killing our fucking country like so much. Well, the thing that, that you just gotta know, you just ignore all that nonsense. But what bothered me about it? But what people bo- don't ignore it. That's the issue. Yeah, I wasn't connecting. I, with, I wasn't connecting with people in an, in an intelligent manner or in any manner whatsoever. And so I in thought, any manner what whatsoever. is the point of me being on here? No one sees my posts. I see their posts, but I have they don't really know or care if I'm responding to it. I'm like, this is a world that I'm not really a part of, and so I left it. I'm like, if it's for other people, it's for other people. It just wasn't for me anymore. To me, it's like when I found like Reddit, I, I realized like, oh, this is kind of cool because. You know, it, it kind of felt more... I'm not saying that people on Facebook that aren't intelligent, but I'm just saying that Reddit just felt like more of a specialized community of people that were were viewing and responding to things in an intelligent manner. But don't let that fool you, because Reddit is full of dumb motherfuckers. Oh, of course, yeah. So much. And not only that, I think... All right, so you know how MySpace <laughs> was MySpace, and then it's like, oh, yeah, MySpace, yeah, yeah. MySpace got kind of fucking dumb, right? And then all of a sudden, Facebook was a new cool thing, right? Oh, I'm on MySpace. I, I'm on Facebook, you know. Oh, fuck MySpace. I don't want to be on MySpace. I honestly think that Reddit is going to ultimately become the new – it's going to be the the new social network that Once takes in, over the, the – after Facebook kind of goes under, it's like taken over by the old people. Well, isn't Instagram kind of taken over in a sense? Well, Instagram is taking over as well, so it's kind of like splitting. And Twitter so is different kind of party, a different thing. It's but, different parties. So Reddit's yeah. taking like a lot of like – Oh, there's Twitter, The people too. who like the anonymity. Yeah, a lot of people love Twitter. The people who like the anonymity are going to Reddit, and the people that like the – the publication, like the publicity, like they're like showing themselves right. off. They're, they're the ones that are going to Instagram. Right, right, right. Um, but what's what's scary is like the monetization by the companies. Oh, yeah. They're flourishing the fucking both. Yeah. So I don't know if you all have uh, uh, browsed Reddit recently, but they have fake nah. they have fake fucking posts on there where like you scroll, you scroll, and then you see a fake post. They're like, oh, it, oh, it has gold yeah. or it's upvoted. And you click on it on accident, it's like, oh, this is a fucking ad for something. And the, and Instagram does the same thing. Or you have people on Instagram that are hawking items, you know, just for the sake of hawking items. Like, it, it, it's a vehicle to sell stuff. Yeah. And if you can sell stuff, you're going to make money. That's that, how it is. So that's what's happening. These things wouldn't exist if they... Didn't make money. Yeah. If they didn't make that's money. I feel like we've gotten to a really dark place, guys. I feel like... Yeah, I think I think what's happened. Uh, no, it feels wait, like wait, to me no, is, this is full circle. This is in the world. This wait, it's full circle because we started off talking about the human <coughs> condition, right? Are we all lonely? I browse Reddit, you know, when I'm lonely, I don't have anything to do, right? People post on Instagram their stories when they. I don't oh. want to say everybody needs validation or something like that, but oftentimes that happens to be the case because they want to feel less lonely. I guess. So maybe yeah. You know, I think yeah, I, I think just kind I, of I I go I play video games and here's laugh what, at funny memes I see on Facebook. I I'll give it a like. I just scroll through. I'm like, that's hilarious. Here's the thing. <laughs> you say that we've gotten to a dark place, and sometimes I feel exactly the same way. But sometimes I have to remind myself, wait a minute, we've always been in a dark place. Yeah. As human beings, we've, we're always in a dark spot. And somehow, some way, there's always been some light somewhere, right? There's always some counteracting. You just have to find the things 
that you support and like and just lend your life and, and your and your energy to that as much as you can. I That's all you can do. I appreciate that and I tend to agree, but philosophically speaking, mm-hmm. isn't it possible that we are at the worst point in humanity than we ever have been before? It's possible, right? Oh, here, okay. In the sense of, okay, <clears throat> I, I think it seems... It's got to happen eventually, right? By we the numbers... We have to get to a point where we're absolutely worse off than we ever have been before. By right? the numbers... Why not now? By the numbers, we live in the safest time in human history as far as disease and war and famine and all but these safety things. safety is but, okay, relative. But here's the thing. What about mental we, health? People are killing themselves left and right. We're in the right. loneliest. We're in the loneliest period of time. That's what I believe. At a hot... Because... Since recorded history, we are killing ourselves faster than any other... You know why, though? And this is my theory. Generation this is my theory. In history. In the old days... And what the heck did I know? But in the old days, you used to have... We would all get together. We were all part of a... Uh, we, we talked about that. We, they used to have gentlemen's clubs. We'd not, be sitting not, at a speakeasy. Not a, not a gentleman's club in the sense of what we call the strip club now. But they used to be like, like the Elks Lodge. Or yeah, in, yeah. in London, you would have dinner and you would smoke cigars and yeah, you would yeah. drink fine liquor and you would just talk like we are now, right? You know, like we're doing this now, but they used to do it, you know, like almost every day. And you would go to bed and you wake up. And, and they, I think people were more... Nobody content. worked back then. They didn't do anything. They just woke up and they talked and they smoked cigars. It was, no. it was amazing. No, well, but here's what I'm saying. What I'm thinking is Wealthy that... people did. Whatever it is that whatever it is that you did, it seems to me that you had some kind of... Or you could go to church or you could go to... Or you could, uh, you know, support your local government or the local the community center, or whatever. But there was there was there was a sense of community and a sense that you had a belonging that you were part of a group. I think human beings, like we were talking about, crave to be part of not necessarily a big group, but community. at least some small group of people, that, a little tribe yeah. that they can be a part of. Everybody wants to feel, but they they belong, they right? Feel and, part and, of and I think nowadays there's been people that are like in their room. I mean, they just feel like they have nobody and nothing. There's a lot of that going on. I felt that way. We all have. And I think that's it. That's what I think is the challenge of the, of the modern world. I think the modern world, the challenge used to be, how can I get more in my life? But now it's like, how can I get shit out of my life? It's almost like that's the way I feel. Like, how can I simplify my life? Like, there's just too much temptation of shit I don't need. You know, you go through all the stores, like the grocery store. <laughs> And there's Amazing. just thousands, like you work at the grocery, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like thousands, of th- tens of thousands of items. And yet, but, but you know that none of that's going to make you happy. What's going to make you happy is, I could be going to the store, it doesn't make me happy that I have the money to buy a whole bunch of shit in the grocery store. What makes me happy is when I get a text, hey, you want to hang out? That makes me happy, right? So, so ultimately, yes, we all, we have basic needs, you know, we need clean, clean water and, and your shelter and food, but ultimately what makes us happy is belonging to something, being a part of something, is, is being able to put, you know, it is it, some sort of purpose in life. I need Yeah, meaning. have a sense of achievement. Yes, and we don't have, I just think a lot of people don't have that. I think a lot of people are making money, but they feel like they're not really contributing anything. Who's you know, because money? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you just make money, and that's man. great, and it's fine, and you need, and and I'm not knocking that CEOs in any way, but make what three hundred times? Not the middle class. Three hundred times the base pay. Oh god, that's beautiful. Well, God bless him. Let's we we'll close off with uh, some questions. All right, Gary, you do the honors. It's, All right. Uh, <clears throat> All right, here's a question for you, too. What is the worst thing to overhear about yourself? Hmm. Okay, uh, should I give you some examples, or... 
No, I... Uh, let's, think, let's think about it. For the, yeah, because we don't want the examples to, like, influence us. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to think. So, like, one of the worst things... So, like, I'm imagining myself... All right, I've got top five on here. Well, let me think. So, I'm imagining myself in my office, right? And... Yeah. and th- this is a poll. I don't know when it was If taken. I walk down and, like, say I'm, like... People think that I'm, like, not in my cubicle or something like that. And so they're just, like, kind of speaking freely. And I turn the corner, or they don't think I'm coming in for the day, and I hear them talking about me. What is one of the worst Shit, things... Has this happened? No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm an awesome guy at work. Are you kidding me? People love me. What can I say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm probably an asshole. Uh, who, um, who cares? It would affect me the most if they said... What the... I know I'm, I know what my the answer. Hell? Do, do you want me to say mine real quick? Yeah, go ahead, say yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I think you'll agree with me. Okay. Here okay, here's what might actually hurt me the most, but here and then I'll, I then got, I'll follow I got, that. I got, mine. Follow, I got mine. I'll follow I got up mine. with what I should what should really hurt me the most. Okay, all right. All right. What, what would does, hurt me the most yeah. is if I overhear them saying something about me being stupid. Yes. Be- yes in, or incompetent. Yeah. Because okay. I feel like that's where I'm most insecure. But what I should really fear the most is he's not a good person. He's selfish. Yes. He does things for himself. That's what I really should. But here's the thing. I actually God, feel like... sum that up well. But yeah. here's the wow. thing. Here's the thing. I don't really... I'm not insecure about being selfless or... or look, here's, I'm not tuning my own horn. But I, overall, I feel like I do strive to be a good guy and try to be as selfless as I can. But there are times when I do feel stupid and I do feel incompetent. So if somebody is over saying that I'm stupid or incompetent, that kind of hits me where I'm most weak, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? That's just it, touching a sore spot. Yeah. Is that what you would feel too, like the same thing, like if someone's like, they're stupid? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, I think that's the biggest fear we have in the modern world. It's like... The the number one on this says, the worst thing to overhear about yourself is that no one likes you. Oh, Okay. Okay. Which, well, I mean, if I heard my friends talking shit, I would just be like, what were you guys saying? Like, fuck you guys. Like, whatever. But that's interesting but if you, about if no one you liking hear, you because... If you hear, like, random strangers saying that, I'd be like... Or, I mean, people you work with or somebody that... People that kind of right. know you, that don't really know you, like... Right. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you guys, too. My One of my biggest issues is people that... I have to have everybody like me. It, it's so unnerving to the point. So even if somebody so is... So you don't like people like that? or No, it's, it's not that. So you are personally like speaking, it hurts me because I put myself out there and I try to make sure that I am... Liked. C- liked so and kind to like the people Jimmy that Fallon. I interact with, right? I don't. I don't put myself in a position necessarily... Where I, um, like, enable any kind of, like, behavior where I elicit, like, oh, I need you to like me. So I start, like, groveling to somebody like that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. not like that. But it's, like, I want to make sure that I'm helpful to people. I want to make sure that people think that I'm um, – I want to make sure that people think – I want them to think that I'm a good person, which is kind of fucked up. Because you are a good mm-hmm. person. I'm all right. But I've done yeah, well, some we, shit. We, but you know what? No, but, we all need but work, it's yeah. selfish. It's selfish because down the line, 
I want people to think that they can rely on me for things, and I want people to think that they can give mm. me a promotion for things. Like it's all, right. it's all fucking selfish, which okay. is unfortunate. But I just want people to like me because I want to be able to show that I can do more in whatever capacity that is but expected of that's me. That's also because you have the drive to do more. I don't have drive, Gary. Yes, you do. No, I do not. I have. You want to be lazy. I you have. A, do I have stuff, a desire. But if to if people laid a bunch not, of fucking work out on you, you would get it done. I could if I wanted to, but I don't want to. I know you don't want to, but if they gave it to you to do, you'd be like, fuck, okay, fuck, and you would do it. I also wine. Oh my god, I wine. Not, not, not to... Oh, you want... I thought you said you want wine. Well, I mean, <laughs> who doesn't like wine? <laughs> but... but and, and, Silas, you bring, up, you bring up a good point about the stupidity thing. I have a huge issue, like, where I speak to a group of people, especially people above me, I'm just like, okay, so this, this is my assistant director, this is the director, and I'm speaking, and I'm talking, like, I think, oh my god, what if I come off as stupid? What if I come off as stupid? Like, they think that I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about, and then I come off, and I hear him, like, hey, did you hear Canyon talk about a water loss? He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's a fucking moron. I'm like, I would, like, start crying on the spot, because that's what I fear the most. But you know what's funny? Nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. And if they do... <laughs> And if they do, they don't. They they don't care if somebody doesn't doesn't know something. Mm, that's else. horrible. It's 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 it's. Wait, but it truth. comes back to the stupid thing: is that yeah. everybody is afraid of being revealed as a fraud. Yes. And and, and, and and the truth will come out that we none of us know what we're doing, yeah. and that we are in over our heads. I, right? You know what yeah. I mean? I, but but how often do you that. do you ever? Is there a figure that you look at and you're like that guy or that gal? has it really put together and like, man, if I could only be like that. I see like Tesla. the one thing that I really wish I always had is I see these people that seem so put together in the sense that I know they have insecurities. I know they have fears like me, but they just throw those aside and they don't let those get in the way. They don't let it cripple them and they just get ahead and they take care of business. Even if the business is futile, even if it's meaningless, they still do something and they have believe in themselves. And, and, and I admire that because so often in my life, I've let my doubts and my fears cripple me to the point of really not doing much of anything. And, and, I, and I've allowed it to sort of master me. So I've allowed my, and so in a sense, I've always felt like a coward and, a, and like a moron. Like I just let my lack of knowledge, I can't even disguise it. That, and, and that's my issue is, is, is I just, I'm too honest in the sense that if I don't know someone, oh, oh, I don't know. Instead of being, no, you got to act it out, man. You got to, you got to pretend like you, you know. I, I know this. Oh, let me, let me show you that. And you, you know, you sort of disguise your flaws. Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, my, I, I gotta say, I don't have a fear of being stupid because I, I, I know I'm stupid compared to, well, shit, I don't know. Well, we're compared all stupid to, compared to somebody, right? Yeah, but like, I, I do, I do get upset when people talk down to me. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. like uh, like you're a child, like you're yeah. not even an adult. Yeah. I'm like, are you fucking serious? When when my boss is bringing up some bullshit, he's like, oh, you need to learn this and that. I'm like, motherfucker, I showed you how to do this. Remember? Right. Like, how dare you? And it just takes every ounce of my strength to just sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Well, actually, uh, blah blah blah. Instead of like, are you fucking kidding me? 
blah, blah, and just blow but, up. But what's interesting is the number one answer is that no one would, no, no one, one likes them. And so it, that, that it, seems like a childish it goes, answer. It, but it, but nobody likes me. Well, but maybe maybe deep down inside, but people feel. People but here's feel the thing. That way. Here's the thing. Okay. The, the the ambitious answer is to say I don't want to feel stupid because I want to feel efficient and I want to feel like a professional. But deep down inside, maybe that's really what it's all about. Like you want people to like you. Like you said, you know, you need to be liked. And I feel the same way. Maybe deep down inside, the childish answer really is the answer deeper than all of us. Is that really, we don't really give a shit about what we're doing in our job for the most part. That ultimately, everything is about, is is basically contributing something to humanity so that people will like us. And say, hey, that was a good person. Or they they contributed something. Dude, you know what? This this, uh, answer brings it all back to the, uh, no one likes you. And people would have that fear because they don't feel love in their life. They yeah. don't have love in their life. Right, yeah. And that's the whole human connections thing. We started at the beginning of this. Well, one of the, thing, one of the, one of the things is if I, I realize is... you're going to feel that no one likes you. I just, I just kind of feel like I've got, when I was younger... I really had this deep craving to learn as much as I could so that I could kind of wow people with my knowledge. And, 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 I, and I thought, they're not going to want me to be around because of my personality, but they might want me around because I have interesting stories or I have interesting facts, right? So I wanted to be known as the smart guy. So I said, hell, that guy's smart. I want to have him around. But I've gotten, as I've gotten older, the more I realize, like, maybe I should stop trying to teach people and spend more time learning and listening and not talking, listening. but listening. And, and that's when I started to feel a lot of my insecurities and fears start to melt. Is when I could honestly stop and be like, hey, I don't need to say anything. Why don't I, why don't I figure out what other people have to teach me? Yeah. And just be satisfied with, with being the student. And I realized I was so much happier being the student than having this pressure of being the teacher. And because I realized, like you said, we talk about being a fraud. It's like, what, how am I a teacher? I'm I'm the student. I'm not the teacher. So what am I really teaching anybody? And what's funny is I kept running into you would always run into the guy that knew a little bit more than you. So then I was like, man, I need to know more. And I was like, what am I doing? Like this is ridiculous. Like why don't I? Who cares if somebody knows more than me or is better than me at something? Like I should appreciate that, you know. So it wasn't that you know, I I just it wasn't that I was jealous of what other people had, but I just felt like I needed to be more so yeah. that I could even be in their presence. You know what I mean? So I could be uh, yeah, worthy yeah. of being in their presence. So that I was, you know, but then I just realized that, you know, if somebody doesn't want to just be with you for who you are and they just don't want to just hang out, then that's not the kind of person you want. That, that, that's why ultimately I started to find people who just like to drink and hang out and just be buddies just because you yeah. had a beer and you were sitting down. That's yeah, it, you know? To, if you know something, you know something. If you don't, you don't. I don't care. You know, it's like. Yeah, so. you, you learn from each other. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's all about. Well, any uh, parting words as we close? Uh, I don't know. Just keep learning. Keep on learning, folks. <laughs> and uh, thanks for joining us. We hope that you'll join us sometime again soon. Until then, keep on learning. <laughs>